I don't need your endorsement, I don't need reinforcement Giving you your last warning, cause I'm at my prime Hey everybody, this is Ed Mazzucchelli with The Truth Behind Fitness. Uh, I want to thank everybody that tuned in uh, last week. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation, a uh, great way to start the podcast. Um, really interesting uh, information. So if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, uh, I would suggest um, going back and listen to that first one. Um, some pretty powerful uh, you know, subject matter. Um, as it pertains to the fitness industry. So, um, you know, just to kind of give you like a little revamp on what we're doing. So the idea really behind what our podcast is to try to tie her, you know, kind of life, life in general and the fitness industry, try to break down some of the myths about fitness, um, try to, you know, basically kind of break down all the disinformation and give you some sort of uh, simplistic information. So everything that we're going to talk about is going to be things like, you know, uh, types of workouts, types of um, nutrition stuff, breaking down myths of, um, you know, certain types of things, such as like things like I get all the time. I get people asking me about like age, you know, can I build muscle at certain ages, um, you know, male and female? Can I, is it still possible to lose, you know, percentages of body fat, things of that nature? Um, you know, are these things feasibly possible without, you um, you know, uh, steroids, things like that. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. You know, um, one thing I want to start with today was, um, which is kind of off topic a little bit, but kind of true to topic too, is the idea really is not to bash social media, um, is not to bash, um, the way that the information is being brought out. It's really kind of to decipher the information from, you know, what's, what, it, what makes up a professional person giving you information and what comes from a person's, you know, just, you know, inexperience and the fact that they're really good at looking at the camera, which I suck at, um, or they're really good at creating like, you know, real good graphics and things of that nature. And they deliver the message in a kind of a pretty package. Um, sometimes there's, that's not, what you're, I mean, I get it from a marketing standpoint, that's what you're, that's what's initially attracting you, but it's really the information and who they are and, and what their background is. And, you know, did they, you know, how did they get that information? You know, uh, did they hire a coach? Did that coach teach them? And then they're just turning around and, you know, kind of patenting as their, it's their own information. So, um, but one cool thing that, uh, that happened last week is a friend of mine, uh, who owns a blueberry farm in New Hampshire, whose family has owned that farm for generations. Um, she reached out to me. She uh, listened to the podcast and really enjoyed it and uh, saw some of the trends, you know, some of the, you know, mutual uh, things that, that go back and forth between farming and, um, and the fitness industry. And most of it was about discipline and structure and consistency. Um, and, uh, we went to college together. She played on the volleyball team and we just had this great back and forth, uh, to the point where I couldn't even keep up with her. Um, she was giving me so much great information. So I just want to say to Katie out there, um, you know, especially after our first podcast, I really appreciate all the feedback. Um, it was phenomenal. And, uh, I think it's, it kind of hits home to kind of what we are going to talk today about today's title 
of our podcast is just lift weights stupid okay um so it's basic it's principles right it's things that have been tried and true over years right and again our 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 background train for life's background my background is in bodybuilding um you know i tinkered with powerlifting uh when i was younger uh bench press contests things like that um and then as a football player in high school and college um you know those types of lifts were uh, were important, um, deadlift and squat and bench press. Uh, they were super related to uh, the sport, obviously, that I played at the time um, and definitely led to a foundation um, for my bodybuilding career. With that being said, that was never the onus of what I wanted to do. As soon as I found bodybuilding, I really that was sort of a thing that brought me joy. I really enjoyed it um, and liked all the aspects of it. Um, so when we deliver our message, it's not a message that says, you know, Hey, don't do these other types of activities. But what it is, is we're delivering you information from our perspective, because I don't have the perspective of, um, other, other types of, uh, delivery methods. You know, I'm not a CrossFitter. I haven't, it's not what we've done. Um, it's not my training background, uh, but it's also not because it's not my training background. I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. You know, um, I know that some people in the bodybuilding world do, you know, uh, to each his own, you know, the idea really for us is what is, what is, you know, why is he saying just lift weight stupid? Well, cause it's pretty basic principle, right? You add resistance to a muscle muscle grows. Right. And so therein lies myth number one, right? Like if you want to be leaner, uh, you have to increase your lean muscle mass and that helps on two folds. It helps metabolically, but it also helps with your body's, uh, ability physically, uh, to move more weight. Um, uh, but it also has, has the ability to create more, uh, you know, a leaner, a, a look, right. And I will say that the majority majority, and I would say that's probably 95 to 98% of the people that I've worked with in the last 20 plus years, they usually come to me with some visual goal. Um, you know, it'll say like, Hey, I'd like to lose X amount of weight. And then I do like, a, some version of a vision board with them. Right. And I'll say, okay, I used to, I used to do this, for example, I'd say like, um, you know, get, I'd like you to take, I'd like you to go get three or four pictures of somebody that you would like to look like. Right. Um, within reason, right? I'm five, six. So if I bring somebody like a, a picture of a guy that's six, five, uh, right off the bat, you know, there's going to be some issues there. Um, so miracles we, we work, but not those types of miracles. Um, so in general, I would ask for that picture uh, or pictures, and then I would review those pictures with them. And the reason for that is not that I want people to idolize or, uh, identify with others. Um, I want them to be comfortable in their own skin with their own thing, but it's a great way of being able to put up, to point out like the work that it takes. So if somebody brings me a picture of say, uh, I'll give you an example. I had a, a client of mine who's been a client now for 15 years. Uh, great guy become his a great friend. Um, and he brought me a picture of a guy by the name of Bill Davey, who had, at the time was Mr. Universe. And I thought it was great. I was like, all right, that's Bill Davey. You know, like you, you want to look like Bill Davy? Here's what it's going to take to look like Bill Davy. You know, um, and 15 years later, he doesn't look like Bill Davy, but he's a better version of himself than he was 15 years ago. Um, and you know, 40 something pounds later, strength and all those things, and you know, he's pretty cut up. And my point being is that when we do those types of comparisons, it's not to create an identity situation. It's about 
really honing in on like what the client is really looking to do, right? So our side is lifting weights, adding resistance to the body, increases lean muscle mass, and helps your body decrease body fat, okay? Um, and that's just, those are physiological, scientifically proven methods, all right? There are other methods, right? Cardiovascular exercise will help your body reduce body fat. There's no doubt about that. Just strict dieting will help your body reduce body, body fat. But adding that one element of resistance training does help amplify those effects. And so over the years, I get, you know, probably the most offensive thing that people will say, and they'll say, well, you know, I'll be doing, you know, a, uh, an evaluation on them, which is really basically like an interview. And I'll say like, you know, um, you know, what's your ultimate, you know, like your goal, what's your visual goal look like, you know, cause everyone will say, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. And, and if they don't know their body fat, which most people don't, they'll say like, I'd like to lose my belly or I'd like to lose, you know, whatever. And so, before we get into doing body fat stuff like that, I asked them, you know, when did you look to, when did you physically feel like you were in the best shape of your life? And, and all people pretty much refer to like the high school year era. Um, you know, so for most of those people that could be 10, 15, 20 years ago. Okay, great. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what their current diet is. Nobody ever tells you the truth about that initially. Um, it's usually, I don't eat that bad. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, we sort of just go, okay, that's great. You know? Um, and then we start talking about like, you know, what, are, what are some of their, phys their physical goals, whether it's strength or, um, you know, flexibility, movement, things of that nature. And then ultimately they'll, what they'll say is, well, I don't really want to look like you, but I'd like to be a little bit more cut or they'll use the T word toned. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, over the years, like it becomes less offensive when people say it, cause you really understand that they're just kind of grasping at straws about a subject that they don't truly understand. Initially I was like, well, yeah, fuck, you're not going to look like me because I've spent my entire life working through these principles and, you know, being consistent and not missing days and all that stuff. So now I kind of get it though, because now that I, I realize that what they're, what they're saying isn't meant to be like realistically offensive. They're just saying they don't really understand what, what it would take to get to what they don't even really understand that body's full potential is. Right. And so I usually take age and I just move it off to the side and I say to them, I'm like, all right, so in a perfect vacuum, you know, what would we need to do to break down, um, you know, your daily activities to get so that you could be more consistent in step one, which would be like, you know, getting into the gym. We'll usually we'll start with clients like three days a week, right? So how can I get to the gym three days a week, right? And then we kind of map that out. And the reason that I'm talking through all this is that the resistance piece is the piece that we teach to people. Um, it's not that we don't teach. Um, you know, flexibility, myofascial release, things, things of that nature to help with the body's blood flow and movement. Um, but we're not yoga instructors. We're not, that's, those are not the disciplines that we follow. <clears throat> and we don't discourage any of those types of activities because they're all symbiotic. They're all important. Um, just with us, this is the principles and the philosophy that we follow. So, um, you know, to some extent we outsource that. We say like, you know, if somebody says, well, I really enjoy 
you know, spinning, for example, and that's the cardiovascular exercise that I love the most. And, and then we'll break it down to them. You know, do you understand what spinning does for your body? And you understand the type of recovery you're going to need. Um, and that there's going to be a lot of dietary components that come along with that. If you do, well, 100% endorse spinning, right? Um, spinning is just a great version of HIT. Problem with it is duration. And for most of you know, people, it's it's a longer duration that their body needs to burn that level of, uh, of fat. Um, but that's a subject for another day. Um, today's topic is resistance, right? So if we are teaching resistance, right, we're teaching different principles of resistance, right? We're talking about things such as tempo, right? And that's the amount of time your body goes through a range of motion, right? So there's a lot of different styles of tempo training um and we adapt those we use those for a lot of our clients not all of our clients some of our clients are younger athletes so we don't do as much tempo stuff we'll use more of like a one one you know more of like a traditional lifting mode um, we do a lot of tempo training with um our older clients our clients over 40 we emphasize temp tempo like a you know four four one to you know one four one type type of tempo series so uh so that's one way right the other way is adding time right so we add time by like actually increasing or decreasing the um the time between sets right so that changes the the resistance on the body mainly by adding resistance through um fatigue right and then we get into load right so load is just you know how much that's poundage right and then we finally get into things like volume like how much volume do we put in um and then the fifth one which is really just a combination of it right so when we write programs for people we take those all of those things into consideration and then we wrap them we wrap them all up in what is going to be best for that person um, teaching tempo and getting tempo down is probably the hardest one out of all of those um, load time um, you know most people want to see an increase in weight um, because that's the one way that they measure um, their gains and that's perfectly fine as i've gotten older um, I, I i tend not to do that as much um, but every once in a while we'll go We'll go through like a cycle of, um, you know, weight gain, uh, not weight gain, but like, you know, testing our strength stuff. But we do a lot more on like uh, 100 reps over time type of stuff. Um, or, um, you know, we'll do like start stop with time. We do a lot more with time than we do with, with load. Um, but those are your four basic principles of resistance. Um, and so when I think about my friend Katie and, her, her farming, um, it's, it's interesting because there's such a cross correlation between like bales of hay and the amount of time that it takes to do the, you know, fielding things that they have to do and the physical activity that it takes. I'm sure that there's, there would be an added benefit even for her on the resistance side as, as there would be for us to do some of the activities that she does. Um, but the, the basic principle sim simply comes down to you know, you have to add resistance to your weekly, daily activities um, for for two reasons. As we age, our bodies are going to get weaker, right? Um, and the idea is to keep the activity that we do off of the joints. Um, and so by increasing the strength of the muscle, which is supposed to do the work, I mean, if you really look at the muscle skeleton, 
how it's designed, the bones. And this is sort of like the best thing I ever heard. If you look at a skeleton, right? A skeleton can't move on its own. It's just a skeleton. But once you add the muscular skeleton to it, that's what moves everything. The muscles are designed to contract and, and, and lengthen. And that's what moves bone from A to B, right? So that's, that's realistically what we're designed to do. It's not so much the joint is supposed to do the work. It's the muscle moves from A to B. Um, so by adding resistance to that, we add an element of strength or, you know, overall well-being to our body because we're, as, especially as we age, the hormones in our body starts to change, right? And so you'll notice that if you, you know, if you remember what you looked like at 20 and you remember what you look like at 30 and then, and then you're kind of sitting in your forties and fifties and saying, and this is getting harder and harder, right? Joints get a little sore, right? Well, a lot of that has to do with the muscle is actually getting smaller too. So, um, yeah, you really do need to add, uh, some level of resistance, especially over the age of 30 to your body to help it keep doing some of the activities that you want to do. Um, and you know, I'm a perfect example of that. You know, I've got, three surgically repaired knees. Um, I fractured my back in college. Um, so, you know, arthritis is a really good friend of mine. Um, but I do a lot of different activities to, to try to keep up with that. Um, I add elements to it, obviously eat well and take care of that end of things. Um, uh, but I lift every day. Um, and, I find that by lifting, it sort of keeps everything sort of at bay. Um, am I as strong as I was 20 years ago? Not even close. Uh, but I don't necessarily care about that stuff anymore um, because what I do doesn't necessarily need that. I don't need that impact. Um, I don't need to do the things that I did when I was playing football. Um, I enjoy them. We do them in some, some elements. We keep some of those activities there, but we don't. Uh, I don't lift for quote-unquote strength anymore. Um, so we keep our repetitions and things like that. Oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention. Come back to that. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, as we, as we kind of go down this like resistance path, the thing that I kind of want to bring up is that, um, you know, we, women have a tendency and I have trained hundreds and hundreds of women over the last 20 years. Uh, and it's hard to convince them that resistance training is, the major element that helps them stay lean, uh, mainly because there's this misnomer that if you lift weights, you get bigger, right? And it doesn't truly work like that. It really has an element. That's sort of where the nutrition piece comes in. Yes, you will increase the volume size of the muscle, um, but naturally, like a natural bodybuilder, um, it's a significantly harder thing to replicate muscle cells um, and especially again as you get older the hormonal support's not there to to do that so um i i can't emphasize for women enough to add resistance and make sure you add like a, the proper load I, I do see people going through and training and not really adding that element um that we would like to see them do which is you know you should train to get roughly stronger i mean if you're doing the same thing i think albert einstein i know it was albert einstein said it you know doing the same thing with an expected different result is the definition of insanity right so you have to take that same approach when you're working out right you can't expect different results by just coming to the gym and doing the same things over and over again um, you have to kind of do 
different types of things, right? So coming, rolling everything back into that resistance piece, right? Not only do we do when, when we're doing training and resistance training, but you can't do the same resistance training all the time. You have to start to change it up. Some of the, the terminology of that is going to be periodization. Um, so that's time frames that you do things. In the training world, you have these macro, meso, micro cycles. Those are just time frames. Like a macro cycle could be a year long. A meso cycle might be two to three months. And a micro cycle could be anywhere from a week to a month, depending on how that works. We train, we change our programs every four weeks, uh, which some might say is a little early, um, but um that's just the principle that that we follow um that i see that seems to work really well with my clients and they like the change up um so but tying it all together uh, and adding one more element to it which is going to be sort of your basic nutrition stuff right so in your basic nutrition in the beginning the things that think you should be focusing on the, the most are going to be especially when you add resistance training it's going to be protein intake and that's mainly for repair right because lifting weights this is the this is the thing that people understand you lift weights you break down muscle tissue and in order for the muscle tissue to grow you have to give it the one thing that it needs which is protein and that's what helps repair the muscle cell um so which is true in in every aspect of your body as well so in order to repair cells um it's not carbohydrates and fat that do that it's protein um and we can get into depth on a later podcast about that um but for now just know that if you if you start and or are lifting right now your body needs uh you know an ample amount of protein on a daily basis to repair those cells that are damaging the other two things that it really needs is water tons of it um make sure that you you know if you're not a big water drinker don't try to jump right into a gallon a day because you'll be in the bathroom like and you'll be miserable and actually technically you'll dehydrate yourself from that so um, you want to ramp water up you don't want to just kind of jump in like that um, hotter days more humid days you want to add more water um, listen to your body which kind of brings me to kind of my last little bit um, as we kind of start to roll things up here uh, micronutrients it's sort of the forgotten little thing when it comes to um just overall health right we take a multivitamin in the morning you're like all right now i'm good i got all my multivitamin your body's gonna utilize those really fast um so some multis you should be taking two to three times a day um just for efficacy reasons but realistically overall you need to look at things like your b vitamins your d vitamins i think d became really you know um popular during covid um so a lot of those types of nutrients people kind of became more aware of and what they do um but you really need to look at your b's your c's um your d vitamins all right and then you got to look at like some of your essential like minerals like iron calcium um you need a lot of calcium in the body if you're going to resistance training the very first mineral that your body utilizes in a muscle contraction is calcium so you want to make sure that you have enough calcium in your in your daily um for people like myself that can't have dairy we have to supplement with calcium um but there are you know greens that have tons of calcium in them um, vegetables fruits tons of calcium in them uh in addition to that you're going to be things like magnesium you're going to need magnesium and vitamin d to help absorb the calcium uh, and then the final thing that i'll kind of leave you with is if you're feeling like sluggish you're working out it gets a little hotter it's it's usually an iron deficiency um you got to look at like your sleep patterns and things like that we'll talk about that, that later um but for for now uh you know take a look at that make sure you're 
eating iron rich foods and uh make sure that your um you know again your your leafy greens um red meats lean red meats would be my recommendation um and again if you can't you know if those are outside of sources that you don't like then you can always supplement with it um and you should always you know always consult with your doctor when you get into things like supplementation um but one thing I do on a regular basis and I have all my clients do is I have them get their blood taken um, and then we review their blood panels together. Um, they can do that with their doctors as well. Um, I enjoy that process with them. I enjoy that teaching process of like what they should be looking at. Um, we also do hormonal profiles as well. I think it's important over the age of 40 um, to start doing hormonal profiles. If you're younger and you're listening to this and you're in your like mid 20s, late 30s, get a baseline now. Um, and that'd be great because then you can use that for the rest of your life. Um, it shouldn't, you should, all you have to do is just request it from your doctor. Um, they should want it anyways. So make sure you're an advocate for yourself. Um, so our podcasts are, you know, they're going to bounce around like this. They're going to be, uh, more informative topics like we did today. And then we're trying to work on, uh, guests from a week to week basis. Um, and, Next week, we're going to hopefully have a special guest and we're going to talk a lot about um, nutrition. We're going to talk a lot about um, the culture of bodybuilding um, and some of the myths of that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping my boy will do it. Uh, I don't want to say his name yet because he's not committed to it, but uh, I hope he will. And uh, he's an enjoyable character. And we will, uh, we'll kind of start breaking into some of the more, you know, things that I think are doing a disservice. As I said in my initial podcast was, you know, if, if a country gets almost a hundred percent fatter over a 10 year period, yet has more access to the right foods, uh, the proper level of, uh, fitness related things, whether it's, you know, you know, boutique class places or major gyms or, you know, yoga studios or spin studios or things like that. I mean, they're, they're everywhere now. Um, and on top of that, there's never been more information being disseminated than there is right now. And yet somehow, some way we're losing ground, significant ground on the overall wellness of the American population. And at some point we're going to tie all this stuff into, um, you know, mental health and how, you know, a physical body has a major effect on the mental side too. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it last week with, with Sturt about how the, the resistance, the gym side of things was a, um, a, stability for him, like it provided him stability. And I kind of like wrap up today for me, it's always been that, you know, um, as somebody who's a type a control person, um, likes to, likes to, you know, control the environments that he's in. Um, the gym has always been one of those like you know, staples for me. It's been something that's always been able to give me that foundation when things are, chaotic outside where, and, and you start to lose control over those 
those things that are happening outside. I mean, the last year has been insane. That's the, that's the craziest thing I can possibly say. Um, we'll talk more about like, you know, my life, my personal life and things of that nature as, as we kind of go through these, these podcasts. But, uh, all I can say is that, you know, uh, not only was COVID COVID, you know, I mean, you have the fear of, uh, you know, getting sick, uh, which I did. Um, and it sucked and I hated it, but you know, uh, here I am, I survived. Um, but not only that, but my business was shut down for almost five months. Um, and that was <laughs> just eye opening on so many levels. Um, it was eye opening on so many levels that it actually made me run for us Senate. Um, not triumphantly because I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I don't think I would, but, um, yeah, it, it was a catalyst for me. I just, I, I couldn't even sit back anymore and watch what was going on. So, um, yeah, this was, uh, an, an interesting trying year. Um, and then in the fitness industry, what I noticed was how bad a shape people were coming back in the gym they would, and, and they just were like, Oh my God, I missed this. This was crazy. I, you know, um, for me, I was very fortunate because I own the gym. I was able to come in every day and work out. So there was a sense of like, you know, um, stability. There was a sense of stability. I mean, the fact that the business was going down the shitter was only, you know, only adding to other frustrations, <laughs> but, uh, overall it was, you know, thank God I got to, to do that every day. And I know that a lot of people didn't, um, we loaned out weights and spin bikes and benches and stuff like that to, to the best of what we could. And, uh, you know, really, really got to see what the effect was mentally on people. Um, and then of course it affected their physical body as well. So, uh, next week, hopefully if, uh, I can, I'll get my guest in, we will, uh, talk about our time together as bodybuilders, um, back in like the late nineties and early two thousands. And it was just fantastic. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about his road, his trials and tribulations. Um, he's an incredibly experienced personal trainer. Um, and I really hope that he'll come on with us and, uh, he's, we'll have fun. So anyways, uh, until next week, I thank you much, and this is the Truth Behind Fitness.